Beyond, beyond, beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 343. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. You sold me some news right before this. Big news for you. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. He just threw you under the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to talk uh, about it. Don't talk no, about no, it. No, that's fine. You're was, having was, a baby. I am. Wow, congrats. <laughs> I thought I was fat, but I've actually been pregnant It's a junior situation. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying that I, I reached, reached 70,000 Twitter followers. And in no, I'm very honored by this, yeah. and I appreciate this. I'm in no world worthy sure. of having 70,000 Twitter followers. I think you're worthy of them. You should see my Twitter feed. I, oh, I I've seen see it. see it once in yeah. a while. It's a lot of, a hockey. Lot of, a lot of hockey. A lot of nonsense. A little bit of 311 in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of 311. Yeah, no doubt. And that sultry third voice you hear in the ever-rotating third chair is the best beard in the business, Marty Sleeve. What if it actually rotated and I threw up? Oh, wait a minute. I wanted to say, yeah. funny, you should say that. Because if the room, <gasps> if the podcast room wasn't cramped enough, mm-hmm. and we didn't have enough garbage in here we already, a lot of garbage. Jared Petty, ladies and gentlemen, has purchased and financed the ever-rotating third chair. I'm going to get it. Call on Vamp. This Thanks is stuff. Wait. <laughs> Wait, so so Jared legitimately purchased? Holy crap! This yeah. is this is amazing. Don't hit the camera. Don't the hit video. the camera. Yep, there that's video. That's video. Do I should I sit on it? If you want to, yeah. it, it obviously isn't as comfortable as the other chairs. Yeah. That's my one knock against the ever rotating third chair. Right. If you don't want to use it, don't feel like you have to use it. Okay. Okay. This is this is. I'm gonna see how it rotates. It do, okay, rotate a little bit just for there it is. If you're watching the video, there is. There's your yeah, it rotates. It rotates. Right, so now you want to move to the yeah, chair? Yeah, no, the okay, comfortable good. chair. That's fine. We can leave it right there. It's yeah. it's it's a it's ceremonial a gift. It's ceremonial. The ghost gift. of Andrew Goldfarb sitting there. Oh, don't even bring it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody having a good week so far? Tuesday. Yeah. It's getting closer to E3. Yeah, we had like a long yeah. E3 meeting today. Yeah. That's what threw off the podcast beyond schedule. A little bit. Yeah. Man, oh man. 100. Not a little bit. It's so real when we start talking about it. Yeah. Right. Are you excited? I saw some of the games I'm covering, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. 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 I think that's when it gets fun, right? You, we always talk about it in a, a sense of like, oh, E3 is close. And it's the work and the hours you think about, right? But when you're there, once you're there and you know what you're doing, it's fun. Once the press conferences are over, I feel yeah. like it's good. I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, think, you know, I think we are being a little whiners or whatever we talk oh, about. Yeah. E3. No, we we, yeah, we, but we like, amp it up. But I also don't think, like, E3 is fun if you can just go. But the thing is, since E3 is not a consumer show, Everyone there, or most people there, are just stressed the fuck out. Yeah, right. whether they're Absolutely. like whether right. they're devs on the floor for twelve hours at a time, or yeah. us running around like a bunch of assholes. It really is like the hard. It's the hardest week of the year. Yeah, and um, so it is very stressful. But I think it's like my eighth E three or something. I don't know ninth. Yeah, or something like that. And like no, I think it's eighth. I think eighth E three. Yeah, and uh, you know I'm I'm excited about it. This is gonna be a different year for me, Greg, though, because because. Uh, I'm not going to the Sony conference this year. <gasps> Whoa. No. Sabatier. Yeah. The first time in. <laughs> first time in a long time. You and I yeah. used to go together. Then I kept right. going even when you didn't. I'm going to well, be I've the only ex- one. Yeah, last year. So. Yeah. I'm going to be the expert this year. For I'm the, the panel with me. Yeah, for the PlayStation conference. So and I'm not going. Hatfield. Hatfield. Well, I realized we were talking about in the meeting, you know, very candidly. It's like I go to this every year and I tweet. And basically, I'm just stranded, like not in the war room, not able to yep, do anything yeah. for hours. Like I could just watch it on the computer yep. with a 10 without second having delay. to travel through, right. you know, LA at night. Exactly. Then we could rewind theaters. Then we could do that. We can, a, you know, it, yeah. it, for me, it was the PlayStation 4 event, right? I was still in charge of PlayStation coverage when that happened, mm-hmm. and yeah, I didn't go to New York for the reveal, so I could stay here and be the expert witness, or you know, have yeah. like you, we lend our expertise to it. Expert witness. And it's, it's a crime it, scene. At first, it's like <laughs> we thought it was going to be, but it ended up being really good. <laughs> At first, it's, it feels like a little bit deflating, right? Because like the excitement of going there and being the guy there. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're totally like, every time you go, you start tweeting. Your Twitter maxes out. You get in trouble, and then yeah. you, you're on these delays. You're sending texts. Yeah, and honestly, I like thinking back to last year. Like, I loved being in the war room when you know the Halo Five trailer right. went on, when the Sony when the oh PS4 God, price yeah. came out, yeah. when, when we the, were when, on the conference. Yeah, that was <laughs> what the two of you go for. That was ridiculous. That was yeah. insane. I've never heard a reaction like that. Yeah, Hello? that was really fun. That's not how that's not how mics work. Well, you know that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Podcast Beyond is IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. You can get it every Tuesday as an MP3. Sorry, the E3 meeting made this one late. Then Wednesday, you can get it as a video file on IGN.com, on YouTube.com slash IGN. On Flack? No, that's a pain in the butt. How are there so many stupid audio formats? There's so many audio formats. Can we just get one and be done with it? What's to do with audio formats? When when we start doing the Game Over Greggy show, we we learn so many freaking things to jump through. The fucking horror of getting that stuff up and like they're like, this is not in the right 
This is enough megahertz. Right. I can't use this on my Zoom. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Download the IGN app. Watch podcast beyond there. <laughs> Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. There are only seven items on the list. Only this week, seven, which is maybe the shortest Roper Report I've ever done in Whoa, my entire wow. life. In years. In years. That's because there haven't been uh, leaks. No, not yet. <laughs> Soon. I feel it. Soon. When they come the day of E3 now. Yeah. Well, not the Microsoft. Day before, the day before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Microsoft said. Then it, uh, Beyond Two Souls leaked the day before. Or the morning of. The morning of, of yeah. yeah. And then the PlayStation, the PSP Go launched, or <laughs> launched mistakenly and that was cool, huge, and that Saturday was huge. before you <laughs> And the PSP Go was the reason why we thought that the PlayStation 4 reveal was going to be a crime scene. Yep. Right. Number one. Locked it down. <laughs> Far Cry 4 is real. Yeah. Ubisoft revealed that the game is slated to come out on November 18th, 2014 in North America and November 20th, 2014 in Europe and will be on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC. Yeah. It takes place in the fictional Himalayan country known as Kriat, where players will be pitted against, quote, a despotic, self-appointed king, end yeah. quote. Yeah, where's purple? It's open world and is under development at Ubisoft Montreal with Ubisoft Toronto, Ubisoft Kiev, Ubisoft <laughs> Shanghai, and Red Storm supporting Montreal and, the Far Cry, and Far Cry 4's development. As an aside, Ubisoft revealed that Far Cry 3, which is a fantastic game, really yes. shipped a stunning 9 million units. That is a lot of units. That's a lot. Far Cry 3 was awesome. I'm yeah, it really, was, it really was awesome. We were uh, also able to report that the uh, creative director of the game is Alex Hutchinson, who was also the creative director on AC3. Any relation to Militia Hutchinson? Militia? Militia? The Militia Hutchinson. That's Clementine, right? Yeah, Clementine. Yeah, I don't think so. No? No. All right. Real quick before you move on, you mentioned the country of Kiev in there. Uh, it's not a country, but yeah. It's a city <laughs> in the Ukraine. <laughs> in, in college, people broke into our house, and one of the things they stole were Parker, my roommate, Parker's frozen chicken Kievs. Oh. God, that is... <laughs> Podcast Beyond, number one PlayStation <laughs> podcast on the internet. I keep thinking you're going to say number one PlayStation podcast on IGN. I'm like, where's I almost screwed up sometimes to say yeah. that, but it's true. So, what do you want to argue about that, too? <laughs> Chicken no. Kiev's. Number two. The PlayStation Now beta, which has been running on PlayStation 3 since early this year, has officially migrated to PlayStation 4. Keep an eye on your inboxes for the invites to the beta. People have been tweeting us, telling them that they're I getting I meant to them. check mine. I'm checking mine. Sony claims that on PS3, private beta testers logged more than 50,000 hours testing the service, which actually doesn't seem like that much. No. Uh, it's still slated to launch in the U.S. this summer, and according to Sony's Todd Liss, it's set to launch with hundreds of titles, both first party and third party. Gaikai. Doesn't look like I got in. No. Well, I've got to be on some list. Yeah, they well, got to know that. This fall, really I'm excited care. to play uh, the PS3 version of Far Cry 4 on my PS4. Oh, oh I yeah. Like that. You're going to save yourself a buck or two. That's a video. Wait, everyone, just lock that in. We'll do a video this okay. fall. Keep it locked. <laughs> to IGN. I'll send, a, I'll send a video support request. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we get videos at IGN made. <laughs> Number three. That's how the point. sausage gets made. Killzone Shadowfall is getting an all-new co-op mode. It's coming in the form of DLC called Intercept and arrives this June. The co-op mode will allow up to four players to run around four special maps from the single-player campaign as they intercept military transmissions and will allow the use of four combat roles, Assault, Marksman, Medic, and Tactician. Interestingly, the Hellgas will have their own classes, too. I don't know if they're talking about that yet, but uh, that sounds cool. Killzone was a good game. Actually, a great game, and I really enjoyed it. I feel like it kind of came and went. Yeah. I've been meaning to go back to play it. I really liked the campaign. I really liked the multiplayer. Um, you never like multiplayer. No, 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 sure don't. Uh, actually, I tweeted yesterday talking about Twitter and the things I tweet <laughs> uh, that Watch Dogs has online trophies, mm-hmm. which made me cry out in anguish and agony because that means I have to go online and play with other people uh, to get my platinum trophy. But Watch well, Dogs is sort of always online, so you can kind of pretend you're in single player. I could. Yeah, I always pretend I'm in single player by sure. not talking to anyone. Would you like one out of left fucking field? Colin? Yes, please. Why we not? We have a hit of the week. Oh, His dear. name is Rob Wood. He's in Alabama. He says, "Dear Colin, Greg, and ever rotating third chair beyond." I've recently gotten PS3 and PS4 and am really wanting to grow my friends list since all my friends play on Xbox. (laughs) With Watch Dogs coming out next week and some cool multiplayer modes, I would love to have some people to play these modes with. I know that Colin doesn't like to talk to people while multiplayer, which is cool, but I would love to have some people that are around my age, 33, (laughs) that enjoy gaming to play with. Just wondering, great show. I think you should let go of the age part, Rob. That seems sure. like that's going to be that's going to. Well, hold I don't know what are thirty three year olds? IKEA. If you go to IKEA and hand out your gamer tag, mm, sure. That's how you. Yeah, you're usually oh, yeah. You're Ikea. in you're yeah. in your khaki shorts and your sure, polo. Sure. You're at some freaking dumbass kid's brisk. You're looking you're like, at oh, a, oh hey, 
Are you all, oh, man, and I'm enjoying this mimosa. Are you playing any of that cool Watch Dogs multiplayer? Man, your right your 33 year old experience is different than mine. Yours? What do you mean? It's at, and then you go to IKEA. That's the same person. Oh, I thought the bris was at IKEA. No, Jesus oh, Next Christ. Yards. That's uh. And well, the food's get, cheap. Yeah, you get meatballs That's and hot dogs afterwards. I don't want to talk about IKEA that is the fucking worst. Man. I hate yeah. IKEA. Oh, oh I it's love just IKEA. the worst. I'm just the story of relationships. It's yeah. so fantastic. big. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, anyways, everybody, if you want to be friends with Rob Wood in, in Alabama, you hit up the Big Daddy Rob, all one word. BDR. <laughs> yeah, that so, works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> PSN, the Big Daddy Rob, of course, hit of the week means you go message him beyond and you become his friend. Yeah. Um, you guys have a Facebook group, right? There's a Beyond, like a cool Beyond Facebook there fan is. group. They yeah. post way too much. Yeah. So I'll tell you that right now. So I'm somebody a, I'm who a, checks his Facebook feed every so often, I'm like, God. I'm an guys. active member of the Unlocked one. And right. that's like uh, all those guys, like when Titanfall came out, they all got it stoked and, you know, traded gamer tags and stuff. So you guys should there. Stoked. 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 You think someone out there is getting stoked for Dracula? Can guard three right now. I'm sure that let's do some. Let's stuff. do some sick kick flips and then exchange our tags. We're 23 <laughs> year old gamers. This is how we do it. Can't wait to be 10 years from now when we're going to brisses. You're done. And I keep you're, done. you're done, son. Punkhead. Number four. PlayStation 4 was the best-selling console in the U.S. in April, besting Xbox One for the fourth consecutive month. Sony hasn't revealed specific hardware units sold, however, so all we know is that PS4 was on top. In terms of games, Titanfall on Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PC was the best-selling game of the month, and I'll note that Xbox 360's iteration was the best-selling, Greg. So oh. I was, so I was right about my little hypothesis. Wait, and, and that's year-to-date year to so far? Or no, was that just, just for month? that month. Yeah. I don't, well, the, numbers are, the numbers are loose. I'm playing fast and loose with the numbers, I don't Greg. think that's an official win, though. I mean, to me, say. that's not surprising. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, just uh, purely by install base. Other PlayStation games that charted in the top 10 include... Call of Duty Ghost at number two on PS4 and PS3. NBA 2K14 at number three on PS4 and PS3. Lego, this is when the Lego smorgasbord begins. Mm. Lego The Hobbit at number five on PS4, PS3, and Vita. Lego Movie Video Game at number six on PS4, PS3, and Vita. Lego Marvel Super Heroes, number seven on PS4, PS3, and Vita. Dynamite King. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 at number 8 on PS4 and PS3. Ugh. Grand Theft Auto 5 at number 9 on PS3. And Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag at number 10 on PS4 and PS3. The latter two have been on the charts ever since they came out. Wow. Number 5. Pregnant pause. I liked it. Colin Everything's his, pregnant Colin today. let his words marinate. I like it. Nah. Colin lets his words marinate. Ubisoft has revealed that Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag has shipped over 11 million units. Here, <laughs> Quite the hole for me pirates, booty! <laughs> Making it a bonafide commercial success with gamers and pirates alike, I guess. The publisher also revealed that 10 different Ubisoft studios are working on Assassin's Creed Unity, the upcoming Assassin's Creed game due out this fall. Ubisoft operates 26 in total, meaning 26 studios in total, meaning that more than a third of them are engaged with Unity. They are. Put a Ubisoft in front of every one of these. Put a Ubi on it. Toronto, Kiev, Singapore, <laughs> Shanghai, Annecy, Montpelier. It's Montpelier, I guess, right? Yeah. Bucharest, Quebec. Which I guess is another studio I never even heard yep. of, and Shengdu. You got a Shengdu story from college? This one. No. Wait, Shengdu? What the hell is that? Is I that... have no idea. They're just making them up now. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we got a Ubisoft studio in Shengdu. Yeah. Oh, Ubisoft you know? Topeka. We're like Shengdu. Oh, oh nailed it. That can be the strap line if that game doesn't pan out. <laughs> because I'm sure they're the lead studio on it. <laughs> not, not Montreal. <laughs> Video games make me happy. <laughs> you got Shengdu. Some uh, number six, more Ubisoft. This is a lot of Ubisoft Jeez. news because they had their financials right. released. Ubisoft also spoke about its upcoming long-awaited and long-delayed open-world game Watch Dogs and expects it to sell 6.3 million copies. Uh, considering the success of its Far Cry and Assassin's Creed games, it wouldn't come as much as a surprise if they managed to pull this off. Still mm -hmm. seems pretty lofty to me. I'm excited about it. Dan's playing it now for review. Um, we have to wait till next week. To learn more. Yeah, I mean, I've played, Marty's played a lot. Yeah, of it. a lot of it at preview events. Uh, I've dug it. You know, and Ryan has some questions for you. Yeah, he writes Ryan, in, hit no, me. He writes into Beyond at IGN.com. Says Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. It seems like Watch underscore Dogs had the world wrapped around its finger after E3 2012 and the reveal of the first next gen game. The hype train and media exposure they got was incredible, but it didn't last. Mm -hmm. It seems that almost every story about Watch underscore Dogs coming out lately has been negative. The delay, downgraded visuals, and now a review embargo that doesn't lift until its release date. That last bit worries me. Is there any chance that a game in development by over 1,000 people for that long could be bad enough that they wouldn't want to release the early reviews? I mean, a lot of those facts are sort of hearsay. <clears throat> hearsay um, and rumor. Hearsay and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess starting from the first one, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks that the game was revealed uh, two years ago at E3, and now it's coming out like a week before two E3s later. Right. Just, I mean, 
that's the nature of certain games. How many how many E3s was Spore at? Uh, you know, how many E3s has uh, Last Guardian been at? Sure. Fantasia. <laughs> Fantasia. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there are reasons. A lot of times there are reasons to worry if uh, embargoes aren't until the day. But I think that's different. Uh, if embargoes aren't until the day and we don't get copies or we don't get to play the game. Different story. It's usually like Spider-Man if we had to go buy it, the yeah. game, which I think we had to do. Yeah. That's always something to worry about. Whereas embargoes, like Transistor's embargo went up today. That game's rad. Right. And Good it came point. out. So, yeah. I think the way we always talk about it, you know, you want to have one focused push, right? Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to do that is, like, Sony always toys around with the fact, like, their embargo for, like, an Uncharted or a Last of Us or whatever, it's to be, like, maybe a week and a half, two weeks out, something like that, to give you time to build and get excited for it. Whereas yeah. this is more, this game is awesome, and I can click right here to have it yep. tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of the idea for it. Yeah. I don't know what the sweet spot with embargoes are because like Mario Kart's embargo was like a week ago. Right. And the game doesn't come out for another week. And, and that's, so, well, that's, that's a long that's, time. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, that yeah for me loses the point. You yeah, bury it a little bit. But. I think the sweet spot is Monday or Sunday before a yeah, game comes I out. Agree. If, uh, yeah, I mean, so it's not like we don't have access to Watch Dogs. We we do. We've yeah. you know Dan's been playing it, and and from what you've played of it, you like it. Yeah, for, I okay. played the first five or six hours. And, oh yeah, wow, I've okay. really dug it. And uh, uh, we said people's interests are tailing off. You know, according to our traffic, it's not because yeah. uh, we've been doing making of series and new stories and different features, and people are still hungry for that. I think it might be so. just that in a way people don't talk about it as much. Like when it got debuted at E3, right? That's we talked about it all the time. That yes, it was this, absolutely. This, but the other, and then by the time and then all of a sudden the division later, was out and it got delayed. Yeah. yeah. And the crew. Yeah. Loving the crew. That was Drake. Is that, is that one of the songs? That was Drake. Drizzy. Oh, loving the crew. It's like going to be over the, you're yeah. driving around doing definitely, donuts. Definitely. Loving yeah. the crew. Do you love the crew? I love the crew. It's coming soon <laughs> Did you yawn halfway through that? Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> Put yourself I to I, sleep. I think I just got to hit the notes. That's all I was trying to do. Uh, number seven. Final thing on the list. Not much in the way of new game announcements for PlayStation platforms this week, but there are a couple of things to report, Greg. Yeah. First and foremost, Child of Light, Ubisoft's amazing Japanese-inspired RPG, is coming to PlayStation Vita yeah! on July 1st in North America and July 2nd in Europe. That's huge. I'm very excited for that. I, I put am it too, off. but I already beat it. See, I haven't played it yet. And 100% of it. I looked at it, and I was like, ooh, that looks like a game. And then I watched, I watched Christine play it, and I was like, ooh, there's no dialogue in this thing. It seems like it'd be a better Vita game on the train. I was like, how am I going to do this? a lot of dialogue. It's not spoken even. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry. Sorry, I'm There's a narrator. Talks to everyone's Yeah, but not every time. All right, I for sure watched her play, and I had to read something. I was like, ugh. On a TV? What is it? 1920? What? That was Benny Hill, I think. It was out of tune, I Interestingly, Child of Light will be available at digital and retail, which is strange. That's what it says. That... Wasn't even available for retail in the U.S. Uh, in Europe, there were special editions available. Yeah, I think that's retail. what it is for Vita. I don't know anything. That's what it says, though. All right. Could be made up. Probably made up. And Worms Battlegrounds is coming to both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, launching on May 30th in Europe and June 3rd in North America. I think that was retail, and that one confused me. I saw, yeah, like, a box a, for it. It's the first Worms game, uh, next-gen Worms game. Oh. Or this-gen Worms game. This-gen? Whatever the fuck it is we're in now. <laughs> so, Colin. Yeah. We like to intersplice the reader mail. Sure do. You like you to re- do. you like to read the news. Uh, yeah, from that's time how the to time. show works. It's how it's worked for three hundred forty-three episodes. Yes, well, yes, he I'd hasn't been on there for that many. He's been, he's listened for most of them. He used to sit behind the wall. He would read the news as a listener. Right. Yeah. Just outside. I, I, he's I, like, yeah, I, this would be a great segment. I joined day. the podcast episode ninety-eight. Yeah. We have something to introduce, a new segment oh, that yeah. is somewhere between news and reader mail. So I'm putting it here. Mm. It's called the OK State Update. Do you remember this from last week? We have a young man named Tommy. He took a three-year hiatus from dating. Yes. <laughs> Got a girlfriend. She okay. was an ex-bot. They finally consummated. Yeah, right, right. Then she started playing some of his PlayStation video games. Sure. We read about they it. They consummated? Yeah. That you was know about, that. That was the big part of his oh, email okay. last time. It only took like 15 seconds. Oh, okay. Remember, this was part oh, of the email. Oh, wow. Well, go back and listen to last well, week. Dear, like, Tommy writes very... back. And Tommy gives the OK State update for the week. He says, hey. It's Tommy from Oklahoma State University, <laughs> and I just wanted to inform you of how flippin' awesome it was to have my email read. Just to let you know, Michelle gamed for five more hours that night. She came over the next night and gamed on for seven hours, plus she made macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's college, that's college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then she came by the next night and finished The Last of Us off in eight hours straight. Then we ordered some stuffed crust and added a few more minutes of consummation. <laughs> Smiley emoticon. I now have her going through the Uncharted series. <laughs> she is loving it. Pretty cool, eh? Sounds like she's using you. Yeah. Hey, he's getting a macaroni, macaroni and consummation. And your stuffed crust. And yeah. your PlayStation 3. Good for you, Tommy. Tommy's yeah. living the dream at OK State, I'll tell you what. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I like that segment. 
Yeah, I do too. Huh. Tommy's a good kid. Tommy, got to keep keep us updated. updated Tommy's, yeah, Tommy's can't joint. Wait, I can't wait for the bitter breakup. <laughs> what happens? Next? She's eventually going to run out of exclusives to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you got to get a PS4. I got guess. that Beyond Two Souls coming still. Heavy Rain, man. Heavy Rain, yeah. Infamous, Not Infamous Two, Infamous, Infamous Two, yeah. Infamous Festival Haze. of Blood, Haze, <laughs> Lair, Lair. What the hell was that? That was the dragon. What did you game. just do? <laughs> that was the dragon. No, that, I know what I know what layer is. What did you? It's what a dragon game by Factor Five. Uh, he should see if she wants to do folding. Remember oh, folding. Oh, folding at home, done. they disconnected. Yeah. You can't do it anymore. Oh. They cured cancer with it. Well, well, congratulations. That's yeah. how Greg didn't have cancer. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. It was a funny well, maybe intersection. They of could our just lives. fold. I don't know. They go down to the quad and do laundry and then fold that. Yeah, literally yeah. fold. Yeah. Here's a funny story. I there once was an MTV show called Undressed. Do you remember this? Yeah, I love that. It was right where it was right where we all needed to be. Oh yeah, our puberty thing. You remember this one puberty thing? You remember this one where the kids, the the two couples, stayed in their dorm over some holiday break, and they were supposed to be the only two couples in there, and each thought they, like, each couple thought they were the only one doing it, and they were gonna have like sexy time in the dorm yeah, all yeah. the time. And it was just like, what dorm is open during whatever holiday? They closed my dorms in college. No, my dorms were open. Were my they? doors were my dorms were open. I took a uh, winterim class one semester, but uh, the only kids who were there were uh, foreign exchange students. Yeah. And so walking down the halls, you would hear. I would never hear English, and would always smell like really exotic ethnic food. Do you think that's where the song Talk Dirty to Me by Jason Derulo came from? <laughs> I don't know that song. I'm not sure if that's a real yeah, human being know. or not. <laughs> Jason Derulo? Talk Dirty to Me. Oh, I know that song. Oh, that was, I don't know how I didn't get that from the title. No. <laughs> me. It's a dynamite jam. Smells no, I, like Turkish food. <laughs> so I was I was really weird. He's walking through your halls one day. He's like, this would be a good song. <laughs> everyone everyone in college was always excited to like, I'm going home. And I'm like, no, I because I don't like being around people. So I'm like... Uh, I was always excited. I always leave at the last possible second to extract as much alone time in those sure. dorms as humanly sure. possible. Yeah. I'd like bounce out at like the 23rd and then come back like the 27th and no one would be back and I would just be playing. I remember uh, it was like my freshman or sophomore year I got the from Nintendo Power, the Zelda disc that was oh, for GameCube yeah. that had like uh, Zelda 1, 2, Majora's Mask and uh, Ocarina of Time on yeah. it. And I just played the shit out of that. Yeah. Uh, oh, those were good times. Ordering like, Chinese food. I feel like one of the reasons you really liked The Last of Us was because you're like, I'd like to live there. <laughs> Like I could do oh, that. All the annoying people are gone. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All the time I want to read my books. Yeah. If I could just stay away from the infected, you know, sure. I think I'll be all right. Living in quarantine. Yeah. 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 Just pet giraffes the whole time. All right. Uh, let's check in with the Andrew Goldfarb Memorial upcoming list of PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Close. You exchange a few. Dun, few. Dun, 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 dun. I refuse to ever write it down. I don't care. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. On PlayStation 4, Sparkle 2 comes out. That's a digital game. Transistor. The 311 record from 1997 mm-hmm. is Marty not it. available on PlayStation 4, but the game Transistor is available digitally. Sure. And Marty reviewed it. it. I reviewed it. I liked it quite a bit. And uh, we'll talk about Transistor and Wolfenstein, I assume. That's mm-hmm. You reviewed that. Yeah. And yeah. then Wolfenstein, The New Order, is available retail and digitally. PlayStation 3, Guard 3, is available retail and digitally. I think Ching. I gave it a 4.8. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mugen Souls uh, Z comes out retail and digital. If the other Mugen Souls game is any indication, it's going to be bad. But who knows? Maybe it's great all of a sudden. Nope. R-Type Dimensions comes out digitally. I want to play that very badly because uh, I like the R-Type games. And Wolfenstein The New Order comes out retail and digitally. On Vita, the only game is Sparkle 2 uh, digitally. Sparkle Now, there are some other things to discuss. Finally. PS1 Classics, Japanese games. Greg, we went over some of these last week. Dragon Beat Legend of Pinball. Mm-hmm. Heroin Dream 2. Ooh. Not the original no. Heroin Dream. We thought the original Heroin Dream was going to come out, and it's not about actually having a heroin dream. Oh. No. It's about it's Jeez. an actual it's an actual simulator where you're playing like a, a singing like a like a, a vocal star and you're okay. making that her cool. popular. No, it sounds awful. Like, Br- like Britney's dog dance beat. Britney's dog. Britney's dog, dog, beat. dog beat. Britney's dog beat. Uh, Britney Spears' dog is out on the loose. Can you beat it to death before it kills everyone in town? <laughs> <laughs> Neo Planet's out, uh, which I think is a, a game with tons of Japanese text, so I have no idea who's going to actually be able to play sure, it, sure. Uh, about uh, terraforming planets. Nice. Uh, Sarara's Little Shop is an RPG, shop. a JRPG, uh, that where you run a shop uh, in, a, in a role-playing game. That's like a little genre. Shopkeeper. And Tokyo ever, 23 Sofuku Wars is also. Did awesome. you really? Yeah. You played Top Shop, yeah. the board game on yeah. PS1? Yes. Oh my God. Did you ever play Top Shop? No. That was like our stupid college experience. We yeah. bought that out of like a bargain bin yeah. at GameStop. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we played that all the time. It was a PS1 game you put in, and it was you bought malls, you bought shops in the, in the mall. In the mall yeah. And then, yeah, you tried to put the other shops out of business. Yeah. This is what we did in college while you were sitting there playing your Majora's Mask. And eating your Chinese food all over. Yeah, you like the Chinese along. food. Watching the Cosby Show. <laughs> For some reason, I have a weird connection between the Chinese food order and Cosby Show because and it was on Nick at Night. Yeah. 
around eight or nine when I would order my Chinese food, and it would always just I would just be eating yeah. while I was watching uh, the Huxtables. Nice. PlayStation Two Classic Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Saga is out, and that is, is all that... she wrote. Well then, topic of the week. Let's talk about the games you two reviewed. You did the Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. You did the Transistor. Yeah. You gave Transistor a 9.0. Yeah. You gave Wolfenstein a 7.8. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still got it. Um, these a games memory? Are, these <laughs> games are good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ability to recall things in short term. <laughs> Where do we want to start? Let's start with Transistor. Sure. Um, right. You know, the game's great. For uh, those of you who don't know, it's uh, Super Giant Games, uh, second game, follow-up to Bastion. Uh, it's a lot like Bastion uh, with a bit more slow-paced sort of tactical nature to the game and instead of uh, hinging on fantasy it hinges on sort of sci-fi and which I love cyberpunk yeah which I Bastion was amazing <clears throat> I da- love Bastion a damn shame it never came to Playstation platform yeah I can't believe that so that's that. funny because then this is on PS4 and uh, PC right but then no sign of you know <laughs> Xbox One in sight which I, Sorry, I find kind of funny yeah right. <laughs> um, yeah but this is a game uh, since you know the two of us I think saw it at the uh, PAX East 2013, I right. want to say. Yeah. Then we saw it at this PAX East, and you know we all fell in love with it. Uh, you know the game is fantastic. It's this uh, six-hour sort of melding between an action RPG and a strategy game. Uh, you know, gorgeous sort of anime art. Uh, this amazing story that never touches on tropes. It's about this lounge singer who loses her voice. Uh, a sword which may or may not contain the spirit of someone in her life. And right. then this sort of cabal that's chasing after her. Uh, incredible music, incredible art. The uh, audio overall is so amazing. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. it's the, the entire thing hinges on music in really interesting ways. You know, from the story to the fact that your character, she can only hum. And so there's times where, you know, the music's playing in the background. You can hold the hum button yeah. to hum along to the music, which is... And you just let it sit there and let it go. I was yeah, doing that. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has the same narrator as Bastion, so it contains really that sort of poetic, uh, you know, really powerful writing. Um, the battle system's really interesting. Uh, really, really great upgrade system where, uh, you know, you'll gain skills as you level up, and you can choose to either use them as active skills. So say you get uh, a bomb. You can use it, you know, throw out like a little grenade and it'll do splash damage. Uh, you could choose to have it augment another skill. So your melee attack might do a little bit more splash damage mm-hmm. instead. Or you can have it just act as a, you know, passive buff to where, oh, now your attack is plus 25%. Uh, and so sort of once you get about a dozen skills and you're toying with all of those and really, you know, max or just playing with your character and seeing how you want to do that. Uh, Battle Systems has a lot of depth. As soon as I finish the story, I hop back into uh, New Game Plus. They're really name, good at New like, Plus. Yeah, it's called something like Recharge Mode or something. That's, yeah, it's New Game Plus. Yeah, get out of here, uh, yeah, right. Kasavin. Yeah, Kasavage. No, ah. I love it. I just sent him an email congratulating I really like the game. Uh, yeah, the game's great. I think it's 20 bucks on uh, on PSN, download on PS4. Really cool feature. For me, it's, it's the first game to do something with PS4 controller speaker. Oh, right. That really impressed me. So you could choose to have uh, the voice of the sword, who's ostensibly the narrator, come out of uh, you know your, your TV or out of the controller speaker. And I really, I don't know, I found that weirdly evocative, having, yeah. having the voice talk to me out of the speaker when I was dying. You know, the, the, the sword would get all emotional and tell me to get up. I can't give up. Uh, I really like worked. how the light bar works with yeah, it, too. Where yeah. the, when he's talking, it flashes with syllables. Yeah, right? and there's times, usually it's blue, but there's a time the sword kind of gets corrupted and it turns red. Uh, it's subtle interesting it doesn't sort of get in your way or anything right. and it, i don't know it could be gimmicky but actually they they nail it so yeah i, I honestly i recommend this to anyone michael henry wants to put you to the test though yeah let's go he says i just got my playstation 4 and have exactly 20 dollars in my psn account should i buy dot 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 child of light or transistor owned you're pwned right there you reviewed Super child pwned. of light right no i did not that was vince uh Ig- ignatius oh, right, that's right. he came on the show to talk about it see there's the short-term memory you're talking mm-hmm. about don't sure. got it there anymore no. but you yeah. liked it a lot i like child of light a lot yeah yeah, yeah. um I mean, I would say it, it eventually, whatever one is your first one, I would go buy the other one as your second one. Sure. Uh, I would say it just it depends on whether you want a more sort of action cyberpunk experience or a, an RPG-focused you know, fantasy. They're different games, Yeah, right? they're different yeah. games. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they're both great. It sucks that you only have $20. Yeah. Let's steal it. Steal it from your parents. Okay. Pirate it. Yeah, pirate it. Oh, <laughs> can you pirate PS4 games? Bless you. Bless you. Uh, no, I don't think you can. Oh. <laughs> you could pirate Black Flag. Yeah, <laughs> we did it, guys. All right, I want... just got done sneezing and it wasn't ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Wolfenstein now. Wolfenstein. Hold on, I got a few questions about Transistor. Oh, yeah, sorry. Dial it back, everybody. Put the Wolfen back in the stein. Uh, so with Transistor, I was surprised by how short it is. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking at the trophies, and it seems like there's a lot of options. I don't know if you looked at them at all. You don't give a flying fuck about that. No. So, but there just seems like there's a ton. It's a platinum, so I, I, there's like a ton of shit to do. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, is there reasons to go back? Other than the New Game Plus, is there reasons to go back or play things differently? Uh, there are. So 
a weird I don't it's not that I don't give a shit about trophies. Well, I do not give a shit about trophies. But so you lied about them. I did lie. Yeah, yeah. I mean I find them sort of interesting. Uh in a tra- I don't care about I don't know what number my trophy thing what sure. do you call that rank? Trophy, Your level. trophy my level Your le- or like I don't know RPG. what my gamer score is. I don't know. Um but so is this in pre-release games? So I I was playing on it wasn't on a debug, but I was playing before the game came out, obviously for review. Uh the the prompt would come up where it said you got a trophy and it was right. called this and it was silver. But nowhere could I find the trophy list for the game. That's Is that normal? That we happened to us too. We that was weird. Okay. Yeah. We had the game last week, and for the first time on PS4, I'd, I like. For people that don't know, when when a game comes out early, the tro- Sony puts the trophies on their server. So sometimes they appear really early. Sometimes yeah. they don't appear until the game, the day the game comes okay. out. But I've never seen it. Usually lives natively on your console sure. on yeah, PS3 yeah. and Vita. On PS4, they don't. They don't yeah. live natively on your console. And so like before they went live, I talked to Greg. We had the game last week. Yeah. I'm like, what, where the fuck are the trophies? Yeah, I had no idea what it was. Like if something would pop up. You know, obviously if I beat a boss, something would pop up. I would just assume it was related to that. And then right. other times it'd just be halfway through combat and I'd be like, oh, I'm curious yeah. to see what I did. Like, did I use this? attack enough or what did I did I kill enough enemies and I couldn't which I found weird so I like I'm curious about trophies I put no merit in them but sure. they're they're a, they're a neat curiosity to me if you had cared do you think they, you would have given it a 9.5 probably I mean yeah right yeah that's how Why it works uh, someone said though that they shouldn't trust my review because I have indie game biased B-I-A-S-T I've been telling you to get that checked out by a doctor yeah the use the flagrant use not only of the T which is a kind yeah. of a rare thing yeah <laughs> But the fact that a lot of people that like the troll don't understand the difference between bias and biased mm-hmm. and almost never <laughs> use the right one. Right. 95% of the time, yeah, never, ever incredible. use the right one. I, I just don't understand how, you know, you are biased. Yeah. Biased. You are biased. Yeah. It's not you are biased. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or just use a different word. Yeah. The source. You're in the can. Yeah. 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 You're on the tip. You have yeah. a bias. Yeah. You are biased. Yep. I just wanted to kind of throw that out. Like there. You, sure, have, you, have, this video. Yeah. <laughs> you have a dog or you are dogged. Yes. Yeah. yeah that worked for out sure. well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Uh, I'm excited to play it. I'm going to platinum yep. Wolfenstein first. Wolfenstein! Sure. I got a lot of hate in my review because they were like, well, cu- well, you guys gave this more than Wolfenstein. I'm like, nope, haven't. I played 20 minutes of Wolfenstein. I do not have an opinion on the game. And that's a bad yet. 20 minutes to play. No, I'm excited to play the rest. You sold me on it. No, I, I, it's it's a good game. It's got a rough start. It does. It does have a rough start. So let's talk about Wolfenstein. Let's yeah. do it. The New Order. Comes from Machine Games. No, 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 no. It's their first World. game. They're Polish. They're, they're, they are Polish. Yeah, I'm a fan. And they uh, are made up of uh, Starbreeze, uh, ex-Starbreeze guys. Yeah. So they have a good shooter pedigree. Or just like a game pedigree, generally. Yeah. And uh, I was very impressed with this game. Now, i got to be honest. With the way the people... I never played this game, and I never really looked at much. Mm-hmm. When I'm interested in a game, like really interested in the game, like I'm interested in Watch Dogs, yeah. right? I don't watch anything. Mm-hmm. Watch Dogs. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. That was a that was a coincidence. Yeah. Watch I don't I usually ignore or avoid things. Like with The Last of Us, like we couldn't we didn't really have that luxury, but with like things I don't have to do rewind theaters on or anything sure. like that, I just I just ignore it. Yeah, I, sometimes yeah. I go into games not really even sure what the hell they are. Yeah. Which is nice. Like, yeah, it's awesome. And because I, I I like to just go in fresh and sometimes I'm disappointed, sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah. The latter happened with Wolfenstein because the way people not only some people here but people generally were talking about that game, I thought that game was gonna be fucking terrible. Yeah. And I went in and I'm like, this game's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it has some issues, but what I really like about it is that I'm a big Wolfenstein fan. I actually really enjoy that series, and I liked yeah. Raven's 2009 reboot. That's it was right. very occult focused, and that was cool. And I liked Return to Castle Wolfenstein on Xbox and PS2, and like all the you know, and then obviously Wolfenstein 3D, mm-hmm. which I I replayed on PS3. The game is still awesome and so important. Wolfenstein 3D is such. That game's on PS3. Yep. Downloadable. Wow, I didn't know. That. Uh, it's uh, for people that don't know, Wolfenstein 3D is essentially the very first first-person shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Some people would dispute that, but as far as what, the way you would recognize a first-person shooter, yeah. it is the first first-person shooter. Yeah. And if you haven't played it, you absolutely Doom. should. You can't mm-hmm. even – there's no vertical axis in the game. You yeah. can't even look up or down. You just shoot forward, but, like, you're running around a castle, Wolfenstein, and you're BJ Blazowitz, and you're, and you're killing – and at the end, you fight Hit, Mecha Hitler and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I went into this game. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. And what I found was uh, a game that was surprisingly and shockingly well-written. Um, it's and, fun. and emotional. Um, and it balances that emotion with kind of the over-the-top nature of what you're doing, I think, mm-hmm. because you're fighting the Nazis as if they won World War II and, and have taken over, over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs. Yeah, yeah. But there's something grounded about it, and that's what I really liked about it, because with, you know, Raven, I think, is one of the most, as we've talked about many times, Raven. is one of the most underrated studios in, I think, the entire industry, and they're on call, relegated to Call of Duty, duty for the rest of their fucking lives yep. now, so we're never going to see anything about them from them ever again, but... 
they did a really nice job with with setting tone in their game with Wolfenstein and Singularity and some of the other shit they did. And I feel like that kind of carried through to this, but it took a different slant. What a lot of people don't know about the Nazis is that they really were obsessed with the occult, and they really were obsessed with pseudo-archaeology and pseudo-science and all Mm -hmm. these kinds of things. They were fucking obsessed with that stuff. And, you know, they would do crazy human experiments on people to try to, like, take your bones and your muscles out and implant them on other people Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And And I started to wonder when I was playing the game, we vanquished them. The Nazis were on the ropes by 1944. We put them away in 1945. If they were had been given time, maybe they would have tried to do... Like I'm not saying it would have, it would have it succeeded, would but maybe yeah. they would have tried some of this crazy shit. You know, we have to understand the Nazis, as I wrote in my review, you know, they called the Wunderwaffe, which is the, the wonder weapon, the super weapon. And they were obsessed with the super weapon. And they had a ton of them. And some of them were crazy. They mm-hmm. wanted to make... They wanted to make, like, aerial space guns that would feed off the sun, and then you could shoot them at the city. Like, these were real things yeah. that they, like, made schematics for and, like, wanted to build. And I was wondering, like, if they were given 15 or 20 more years and they won the war, maybe they would have tried to take yep. people's brains and put them in the fucking machines. Yeah. Or, like, done, and not that it would have worked, but I'm like, there's something strangely grounded about this. Because right. the Nazis were fucking crazy. Yeah. And instead of it, it just being, like, another invasion of Normandy or market, you know... Uh, Market Garden or, you know, the invasion of, you know, Berlin, racing mm-hmm. the Soviets to Berlin, all that kind of stuff we've done a million times. This was something unique and novel, and I, yeah. and I really liked it. And I liked how it melded the, you know, Death's Head's kind of um, pseudoscience and all of his tech or whatever mm-hmm. with the more grounded story and a, and a love story, really, that, that B.J. Blasowitz kind of goes through. And also the different characters and the, and the plot in the game. So while the, the shooting is strong, and I think the shooting is you know, of, of a good quality, it really what makes it a, a very good game is is everything else. It's presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one thing, I watched a video review, one thing that drove me insane is that you have to click the accept button to pick up anything in the game. Yes. Ammo. Yes. Collectibles. You have, you have to realize you're in war and there are choices in war. Sure. But there's, there is no positive to not picking the thing up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like you become encumbered at any point. Yeah. That's exactly right. So people were like, some people are really mad about this. This is why I don't really like the plus minus system in our sure, reviews right because... People don't read the review and then they go to the bottom and they think that that's the only thing you like or that's the only thing you don't like. Yep. So I put one of the one of the things I was like, it's like you have to kind of just tap this button constantly. Yeah, it's kind it's of a, a pain in the ass. Yeah. It feels very old. And everyone was like, but Machine Games is very open and it's true about trying to make a game that was a throwback. But right. I don't think that that's a positive thing because like you said, why wouldn't I want all of the yeah. ammo on the ground? And why I'm like, it got to the point, and I think a lot of people are going to find it when they play the game, that you're running around just tapping that button constantly yeah. because it's everywhere there's shit everywhere it's not like people are like well you love bioshock and bioshock you do it i'm like bioshock the original bioshock had significant ammo scarcity mm-hmm. like you like that was the whole idea was it made you feel like i need this ammo and i don't want to spend it in wolfenstein it's like you are always going to have a ton of ammo and it just didn't really make any sense yeah. that didn't jive with me and it kind of ruined the explorative qualities mm-hmm. of the game i think um so some questionable ai and stuff like that um, but I do give Machine Games credit for one thing, which I thought was really cool, which was their willingness to touch on real shit that the Nazis mm-hmm. did. So while a lot of games are about, let's go to, you know, especially with Wolfenstein, let's go to an archaeological dig where the SS is and they're digging up some crazy relic and they're going to, you know, open the Black Sun or whatever the fuck it was in, in the 2009 mm-hmm. Wolfenstein. This one was more like you're going to dress up in a prison camp garb and go to a forced labor camp. And you're going to see terrible things there, just like you would see in the Holocaust, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, or you, let's go t- uh, to a mental hospital, and you're going to see the Nazis just extinguish all of the mentally inc- incapacitated and, and then mentally after ill people. Fourteen years, you're going to stand up and kick some ass. Yeah. Like I really like that. Like the, the Nazis' mistreatment of the mentally ill is is well documented, and a lot of people don't know that. Like they exterminated everybody and everything. Yeah. And I liked how. They were able to touch on that, and what I thought was even cooler was that they allude to, in different parts of the games, what they're, the Nazis are doing in the rest of the world, and they insinuate that the Nazis are doing very similar things to our minority populations in the United States. And I thought that was like a really bold thing, and they only kind of pass over it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, that's that's interesting, because it's 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 that's realistic. Like That's something that they would have done if, for some reason, they were able to sack the United States. And they did that in Wolfenstein, because they developed the nuclear bomb first. Right. Um, so I, I felt, rega- like regardless of the kind of, you know, the, the the huge robotic dogs. There's a cool, uh, massive enemy called the London Monitor, which is in England, and you fight it in the game. Obviously, these things aren't real, but sure. it, it felt surprisingly grounded, and I really like that. Yeah. And I like that B.J. Blasowitz, for the first time ever, is a person, mm-hmm. you know, with feelings and emotions, and he cares and loves people and all these kinds of things, as opposed to just being like his main emotion is fuck Nazis. Yeah. 
Like think well, about the, think about Nazis. Think, think about not the, fornicate. No, 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 no. Don't, don't actually not fuck consummate that like our friend <laughs> Tommy at Oklahoma State. Okay. Think about the, think about the box art of Wolfenstein 3D. Right, it's, he has no shirt on. He's a huge buff dude. He has like a chain gun in his hands. All those kinds of things. That's really not him in this game, and I and I like that. And, cool. and and it kind of like vacillates back and forth, especially in the beginning when he's more, a little more gung ho. Gung ho, and then he like has this traumatic experience yeah. in the beginning of the game, and it fast forwards, and he still is like that grunty kind of low talking angry dude yeah. but like there's like more to it than that i think it's kind of cool yeah. yeah wolfenstein to me is a, is a really prime example of a game that uh i unlike you i did play it at numerous events uh whether it was judges week last year or i also played it at tgs uh and it was a game that demoed really poorly uh it was the the story stuff never came through they right. never showed any glimpses of the story stuff so what you liked the most about the game was never shown yeah that's the uh and they threw us sort of just in the the middle of a segment uh i feel like the difficulty was tuned way too high in every demo i played i would just enter a room and sure. die and i'm like well i have not had time to actually learn this game yet um and so i feel like that was a prime example of a game that yeah a lot of the previews beforehand we were just like listen this is we, we don't know there's not much to latch onto here. Right. That and was why I think at PAX East this year they sat, they took you to a room, you booked it, they sat you down for the press, yep. and it was two hours, yep. two hours playing from the start of the game. Yeah. And me and Damon kept playing. And like I played a little bit ahead. I already knew what was coming. Yeah. I'm like, how much further is it until what I knew? And then I got to what I knew, and there was more after. It. Sure. Like, yeah. Holy yeah. Crap. Yeah. So that's uh, you know. A lot of times you can you can sort of judge how a game's going to be based on preview coverage, but a lot of times you know there's there's pleasant surprises. Yep. Have you played the current gen or last gen? No, they didn't send it to us. Uh, I'm going to go tomorrow morning and buy them. Gotcha. Uh, so we'll have a reviews for a PS3 and Xbox 360 soon. Yeah, Donan writes in and says, "Quick fire questions for you guys, Colin. Yes. Wolfenstein or Resistance? Resistance is better, but uh, they're both story driven. I like shoot. I really like shooters. I don't think a lot of people." appreciate that enough about me because I, I like you know some niche Japanese games and stuff like that I really like the shooter genre and I like playing campaigns I play Call of Duty every year just the campaign yeah you know like I, I like playing shooters and I think resistance mechanically is better and story wise is better um, I think character in Wolfenstein is better um, resistance 3 is probably still the most top notch uh, story driven shooter of the last many years for me Even um, better than singularity uh, yes better than singularity what <laughs> only I had a barrel. Oh, Whoa. wait, that piece of metal over there used to be a boot. The now I got a barrel. Raven, the pride of Madison, Wisconsin. Raven. Yeah. I should only be known for their Wolverine game. <laughs> Marty, ever rooting the third chair? Team Bone or Team Boneless? Uh, team Bone. Damn right. Team Boneless doesn't exist. There's plenty it of people. fake team. Do you remember that? People think that there's a team <laughs> that are... That people think that It's like the Buffalo Bills. Who's a fan of the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> you want to no. get it more? <laughs> no. Ryan Clements, but he doesn't know what a football no. is. He says, Greg, he wants me to pick my favorite girl from Arrow. He says, Greg, Sarah, Laurel, or Felicity. It's Felicity. It is Felicity. Come on. Yeah. What, she's funny. Sarah and Laurel are awful. She's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nah. Sarah's not awful. She's just an assassin. <laughs> who just leaves all the time. Sure. Um, let's get to some more reader mail. Nathan writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. I'm very excited to play a transistor on PS4. However, it was a game not available for preloading, which means the PS4 owners have to wait as usual until the PlayStation Store updates Tuesday in the mid-afternoon. Will these shenanigans ever stop? Why does the PSN Store update so late in the day? God only knows what's going on at the PlayStation <laughs> Store. I mean, this is, this is a thing that's gone on for just... Forever. Forever. Yeah. It's gotten it's gotten better, better to the way they, 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 they most of the time they're hitting two PM Pacific yep, Standard. That's, that's their goal time. Why it's not twelve oh one sure right is anyone's guess. I and I also just don't understand habitually like it's just issue, like I just don't understand how you have so many issues getting like it can't be that hard. Xbox does it every week. There's yep. no issues since two thousand five with them getting their store update. It just can't be that hard. And I I really feel that's because the PlayStation Network is just this mismatch like behind the scenes just this complete mismatch of Sure. Old just tubes code and wires. And what's, yeah. What is going on with preloading? They they put out an update saying that was coming super soon. Is that still not there? It wasn't. Uh, I thought. I I don't preload games usually. Yeah. So I never have. Uh, I well, thought it was in the last. Able to. No, I thought it was the last. I thought it was the last update. And that's the thing is that I thought that too, and I thought they had made a deal that Wolfenstein would be one of the ones you could preload, but it didn't take because people were te- tweeting me last night about it saying, "Why can't I preload?" Yeah, I heard Wolfenstein. the game's not even installing probably for some people. I mean, they really need to figure this out because this is injuring greatly the, the digital kind of revolution that they that these first parties inevitably want to happen sure. even though yeah. they'll never say it because then it will injure them with right. their uh, if people brick can't, and mortar partners. If people can't believe in digital then they're never going to want digital. Yeah, I mean why would you I mean right now Wolfenstein's a great example, right? Like why would you want to buy Wolfenstein on PS4 and buy it off the PSN? It's the same price. Yep. 
and you have to download like 50 gigs. Yep. Then you have to install a 5 gig patch, or you can just drive to the fucking store and pick up the disc. Yeah. Go get some Panda Express at the mall's food Ooh, court. P. Get back in your car. Get back in your car. Wait, do you eat at the mall or do you? Yeah, bring I, it home? I'd prefer you to eat at the mall. Sure. See, now back in the day, if you did this, you would have open, you know, open the game up like we used to do in the PS One mm-hmm. era, maybe or even the SNES era, have an instruction manual to read. You don't have those anymore. Right. No, so now you got a little piece of paper, maybe usually not, just a yeah. piece it's of telling plastic. you the URL to go get your. So you play. It's a little bucks. more difficult. <laughs> I suggest bring now you have your phone, so maybe you Panda Express, you read your phone, yeah. then you get back in your car, you put your seatbelt you like on, Express? you turn it on. No, not at all. Okay. I was going to say, you're such a snob yeah. about the Chinese food in San Francisco. I couldn't imagine. You were Do you have a go-to just... in San Francisco? Uh, yeah, there's a, a non, non-King is pretty good. House of Non-King? It's, it's Hunan, though. It's, uh, yeah, it's on 9th and Irving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but the Chinese food here is not very good. Nope, I agree. Because it's not Szechuan. Yeah, we've talked about this several times this podcast. But Panda Express yeah. reminds me of the mall, so that's why sure. I brought it up. Sure, no, no, 100%. You can get yourself an Orange Julius? Yeah. How about this half one? Yeah. It's only barely drink. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of malls and food, I, w- I went to Saramonte a few weeks ago yeah. in the suburbs, and it was distressed to find out something. that the Burger King that we used to go to all the time is no longer there. Oh, no. Because you moved away from it. Yep. Yeah. Because you left. It's a, bur- it's a straight up Burger King scarcity in the city. Yeah. It's a fucking shame. Well, and the only Burger Kings there are, are in terrifying parts of the city. Yeah. <laughs> and they're connected yep. to gas stations. Yeah. Cody writes in to beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. It says, I love Clementine and her story, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I missed being a grown adult who can physically impose or fight people as Lee sometimes did. Do you think the third episodic installment brings the main character back to an adult character? I know there's no spoilers here, Colin. You already spoiled it because I didn't know you played as Clementine. You didn't you absolutely do that. <laughs> or do you think we will be Clementine next season? Do you even think we will get another season? A few questions there. I feel like oh, third installment is in third season. I thought he meant like third episode of season two, and I was like, nope. No, that's... he does. Do you think the third episodic installment brings the main character back to an adult character? I think I assume that's what he means. The third episodic installment being the third episode. I think he means season. Yeah, three. I don't think that's what he means. Though. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Because I, I thought Clementine did grow up a lot in this last sure, thing. Sure. You can read, you can see all about it. Playing dead. Shh, I don't want to talk about. Go to IGN. She actually grows. She drinks growth serum. IGN playing dead. She, it's like the mutagen from Arkham Asylum. Yeah, she becomes a monster from Space Jam. There you go. All right, so let's d- jump ahead then. So do you think we'll be Clementine next season? Do you think she'll be an adult in it? Do you think we'll even get another season? Uh, I think, yes, we will get another season. Uh, I think, I think a co- thousand percent you'll get another season. I think it'd be cool if they uh, provided closure to Clementine and gave us a new character. I think that's one of the cool things about The Walking Dead is that yeah. it's a universe that doesn't have to necessarily be tied to specific characters. Right. Um, the comics have shown certain characters can come and go. Yeah. Um, the, the, I, I think uh, Kirkman has said that the universe could live on literally forever. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's his idea. And when mm-hmm. he started the book, he wanted a zombie movie that never ends. Um, I, I, yeah, 100% you're getting another season. Yeah. Uh, Jumping to, I don't, I don't. The problem is that I, I would, I would say we're with Clementine for the long haul, in another season at least. But the problem is that they like to, you know, swerve those Telltale guys. You know, you know the things you don't think are going to happen happen, and the things sure. you think will happen don't happen. <clears throat> yeah. And so that's where it gets this weird thing of like, I would see them going with her, but I wouldn't. It, it is the Walking Dead world that they do like yeah. to play, and where yeah. I mean, you could happen. also the gap between two and three could be decades, and you could be playing as a 30, 35, 40 year old Clementine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've always thought it'd be interesting to go back to and do more stuff with uh, what happened in the time between season one and season two. Sure. Like, there's a whole thread there we don't know anything about, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're really going to double back to explore it. Maybe they should just swap casts with Wolf Among Us. You could be as Bigby fighting zombies. You just eat zombies. Idea. That'd be cool. It's a bad idea. That's, not, that's, that's debatable. Okay. Yeah. Colin, you have anything to say? I know you haven't played this one. You're waiting for them all to no, come I out. No, I wait for them all to come out, okay. and then I'll play them. Uh, what do you think? You, you think there'll be a season three? I'm sure they'll do as many as they possibly can. I, I think there'll be a four, a five, a six until they see a drop off in sales. I think they'll keep going. Okay. Because those games are huge. Real huge. I like those Telltales. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mike writes in and says, Beyond. 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 Hi, Marty. Mike oh. I know you've had a lot of time with Watch Dogs, but if you had to choose between Watch Dogs and GTA V, which would it be and why? The GTA franchise is near and dear to my heart, having played every, every one that's come out, including the old school top down versions. 
But with all the content I've seen on Watch Dogs recently on IGN, it looks to be shaping up to go toe-to-toe with GTA in my eyes. I'm very much into technology and open-world games, so it's a marriage made in heaven for me. Besides my wife that I love dearly, is this winky a future? face emoticon. Is this a future version of the guy from OK State? OK State? State? Yeah. Mike we just make song. macaroni and consummate for <laughs> – we now consummate for minutes. Um, I know I it's mean, hard to say. You haven't played a final yeah, version. Yeah, sure. I definitely – I mean, I, I, I've – Scratch the surface of Watch Dogs. It was a very long game with a lot of content. Uh, I've really enjoyed what I've played so far. I was a little, a uh, little burnt down in GTA V, to be honest. Too long for you? A little too long. Just didn't, didn't grab me. I don't know. The characters didn't really do it yeah. for me. I thought the performances and the writing were fine. Just something about it didn't, didn't really uh, click with me. Thought it was a little silly. I'm sort of getting a little sick of uh, Rockstar's version of satire. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but I was so excited about GTA V because mm-hmm. I, I love Grand Theft Auto and. Uh, went to Tokyo Game Show and then uh, I had it ordered on Amazon and it was waiting for me when I got home from Tokyo and I played it and I'm, I played it for like four or five hours and I'm like I just don't even really want to play this mm-hmm. yeah. it was really and I never went back to it I was just like I don't really want to play this yeah. game I, I, and that was like so weird that was so alien to me I played the shit out of GTA 4 and, yeah. the, and the trilogy on, on PS2 it's like that was that was weird I, I love the DLC mm-hmm. uh, especially Battle of Gay Tony I thought it was awesome yep. um, and I I turn on GTA Five and I'm like I just did I outgrow this? Do I just am I in the wrong state yeah. of mind for this? Same yeah. thing that happened to Skyrim. Even when I tried to go back to that, I was like I don't really want to. And I'm like that that doesn't make any sense because I love Fallout and, mm-hmm. and and I'm just I don't know I, I vacillate I, I I ebb and flow as it were between the games I like and the games I don't. That game stares at me on my on my shelf every once in a while. And I'm sure. like, should I pick you up? And then again? I always kind of I always kind of like wait and I'm like I, I was the same way. I haven't really like dug super deep into uh, GTA Five and I'm always like oh, I know it's going to come to PS4 and. Xbox One eventually. Mm, good thing. Like, I just wait for that. I enjoyed it, but I, I a lot of people were in the same boat mm-hmm. as you guys. Like we were. I don't know if we were. You worry about overhype, right, or whatever in the industry or whatever. But I don't know. I was ready for it. I hadn't had that experience in a while. That goofiness yeah. of just jacking a car, jumping out, doing this, get, putting on a different outfit, being stupid. But because I, I I also didn't get big into Saints Row, so I know like a lot of people sure. had already Saints had Row's that. Awesome, yeah. yeah, a lot of people. Oh, had the, had I never played third. the fourth one. The third one was I yeah. liked a lot. Yeah, third one I could never get into. So I wasn't even like I hadn't had my fill for mm-hmm. a while. I like the games. It's it's what we talk about with Infamous, but I thought Saints Row did it really nicely. Like where I like games where it's like here's a map and you can do whatever you want. And here's a campaign. And here's a side quest, and slowly you kind of you know chip away at like all these things, and the map fills up and checkboxes right. are filled in, and side quests fall to the side. And I'm like I like that kind of stuff where it's like yeah. slowly you're like building yep, and yep. building and building and getting everything done. And I, I I like that kind of thing, but I haven't played a game like that in a while. Either. Yeah, part of me I was gonna say that I'm getting I'm getting. Uh much more sort of uh, conservative with my, my free time. Yeah. And that, you know, I'm love, I love the fact that Transistor was like five or six hours. You know, I love that Super Time Force was like two or three hours. And so I was like, maybe I'm just getting like, you know, maybe I'm just kind of shying away from longer games. But then I put in like 70 hours in Dark Souls 2. Yeah. So I don't know. Who Funny. Who knows? We talk about this. Paul from Toronto writes in to beyond.ign.com, just like you can and says beyond. Beyond. Yeah. I recently realized there might be an inherent problem in the game's media. Gaming websites focus a lot of their time on upcoming titles, so they have less time to enjoy and try games that have come out in the past few years. I'm finding a larger and larger divide between my favorite games and what games media usually talks about. I feel like they are so busy with video shows and previews that they really only have time to play through quick one-off adventures like Uncharted, Assassin's Creed, and Tomb Raider, while I find my... While I find my friends and I get into games with deeper gameplay mechanics like the Souls series, Armored Core, and fighting games. Do you think that the games media focuses too much on the hype train instead of appreciating the games we have now? Uh, I don't think he's incorrect in a sense that we focus on some some ga- like we focus on a lot of games that are big, right? right? Like, and then a lot of games. There's a ton of games that come out, like Drakengard. Like, we don't think we even preview that game. What I think a lot of people. I think just, Megan did a video. Uh, I, huh? Megan did a video. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So we 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 did one video for. It. I think that the disconnect here between some of our readers that don't quite understand it and us is that we cover what our readers care about. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a chicken or the egg situation where sometimes when we talk about a game like we always talk about internally Nino Cooney, like we made people care about that game. Like we covered that game when no one really knew what it was and yeah. so um that was reciprocated and then it kind sure. of same thing with Catherine. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But a lot of it, like GTA five, like we would have been foolish not to cover that game yeah. because everyone was crazy about that game, right? And so I don't disagree that, like, we, we don't have the luxury of saying, like, let's talk about Skyrim for 12 months, even though everyone's playing Skyrim. Because, yeah, there are upcoming games and games to review and a lot of things. We only have so many hours in the day and, mm-hmm. and not much free time. I and mean, we don't yeah. play games at work 
almost ever we play them at home we, we do a lot of writing and, and communicating and emailing and all those kinds of things here so I'm not saying that he's necessarily wrong I think he kind of hit the nail on the head in a way mm-hmm. I just think that actually that like if you look at IGN as a whole and the employees here that everyone kind of has different tastes that fill in the pieces of the puzzle and so when you kind of pull back the puzzle is filled yeah, in yeah definitely one of the big thing I'm sorry no no go ahead uh, what he's, uh, one of the things he's, he's I think he's right we've talked about it for a long time right that wikis were a big deal getting us for us because we used to say all the time like once the game is released you are the expert Mm -hmm. because it's simple supply and demand right like we have this we get access to games that other people don't but once they're out there and the market's flooded with the game there's a guy on YouTube who knows way more about Mario Golf than I ever will and I'm 80 hours into Mario Golf he knows lord he's better at putting than I am I thought you said lore like Mario Golf lore no lore, like deep lore. Oh, he knows the go- the Mario Golf, Golf lore. lore. Why are all these characters in Castle Club? <laughs> Don't you hate Waluigi? Why yeah. are you letting him eat that cake? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why is he always spinning in that circle? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like the the cycle is built around previews, which does hamper the ability to enjoy them after the fact. I always think about that. You know, it's the same thing at E3, right? I always kind of feel hollow when I go on podcasts after and people are like, "What's the best thing you saw at E3?" And it's like, "Well, I only saw what I covered." Yeah. So I don't have like this all-inclusive eye for every game. Yeah. I already saw stuff I'll never get yeah, to see. Yeah, we sort of had that last day where everyone's like, hey, these are the three big things. Everyone try to go see them. You might have time. You might not. But yeah. everyone has their beat. Like you're going to – Colin's going to you know, cover Sony stuff extensively. I mean you're going to be on the live show a lot, so you're going to kind of see what you get – brought yeah, to you exactly um, i'm gonna see those games that yeah, i'm there to cover exactly exactly so yeah. yeah and it's difficult i mean a lot of people made a stink last last year when i said infamous second son was my game of the show but that was within the context of me not seeing like i lived at sony's booth basically because that was your job that was my job you <laughs> yeah. know like i would have loved to have gone and played titanfall or done mario, or, you know, mario yeah. like whatever was there that was big at the time but it was just like you're there man there's only so many hours in the day you're running around like a, yeah. a chicken with your freaking head cut off you got to go write these previews and go to these appointments and you just there's never an E3 that passes and all the E3s I've been to where I'm like, man, I played everything I wanted to play. I saw everything I wanted to see. It's just like the nature of the beast is we have to attack it as a team of 20 because it's ridiculously big. And so I only saw 20th of the games. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing. Everyone, uh, you know, a lot of times in reviews look at the comments like, man, I wish IGN had multiple people review a game. And I'm like, so do a lot of us. Yeah, we would love to do that. But it's just, there's, we're all running at 110% capacity. You know, we did not have time for multiple people to play through and form opinions on Wolfenstein or Transistor, you know, before the game comes out. Just No, and it also doesn't make financial sense for us, right? Like a lot of people don't understand, you know, or don't like to think about, they understand, but they don't like to think about like, this is a business and does it is it going to affect the bottom line if we have four people in the old Famitsu style or EGM mm-hmm. style review one game? Yes, it will because those four people can do four different things. So I always thought like when I look at old EGMs, like if, did someone really finish like a forty hour RPG and write a paragraph on it? I doubt it, right? Or did they just like play the, the first phone. like three I think, hours? I, I always think about it when I when I think back on a, a magazine like EGM, PSM, those kinds of magazines. It's like well, they only had to write twelve of those a year, yeah, and true. so maybe they had a lot more time to play. Yeah, you know, and yeah. a lot of less time to, even with Nintendo Power, because they're connected to Nintendo, so they would get everything. They didn't have to try, sure. Yeah. You know, to like sure. like beg PR to like send a game or give them access. It's like they're gonna get access. They're the official. But if you were second opinion or something, I feel like you'd be able to. You know, especially like on the big ones. Remember, like not not EGM when you have the boxes. I'm thinking, am I thinking the Game Informer where you'd have the big yeah, the you'd have sort of a sidebar, and then there'd be a little thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. That guy didn't play the whole game. No. Well, so Brian Albert will now. We'll ask Brian Albert. Strong Brian. Strong Brian. Is that we have to call him that now? I don't know. I do. He's got muscles. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond, episode 343. Thank you for your time, patronage, and everything else. Remember, every Tuesday, we go up as an MP3 on IGN.com and your favorite podcast server of choice. Then, Wednesday, the video goes live on IGN.com, YouTube.com slash IGN, and IGN's PlayStation 4 app, which is 100% free and quite stylish. Mm -hmm. Marty. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Remember, keep up with us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Marty is Mick Biggity. Mick Biggity. Two G's and two T's. It's my curse. It's my cross to bear. (laughs) No, well, you'll you'll own it, and that'll be the end of it. (laughs) Wow. What? I don't know. I'll own it, and it'll be the end of it. That sounds terrifying. You'll own the name, and they'll they'll know because you you promote it. I don't mean like the cross. You're not going to own the cross. Oh, okay. Right? Anyone own the cross?
Punches. I think the punch, Romans owned punches the Punches pilot. <laughs> punch bowl, old punch bowl pilot. Punch bowl pilot. He, he was, was drunk all the parties. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, every podcast Beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. You submit a song at beyond.ign.com. We play it here. This one comes from Jason. I saw it tweeted. I was happy to see that he emailed it as well. Jason says, Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Colin in the ever-rotating third chair. I made a podcast Beyond rap tribute song. Hope you enjoy it. We did. Yeah, it's we totally did. goofy. Yeah, it's funny. Here it is. He didn't put in any information on how to get it. <laughs> Whatever. So enjoy. Beyond. Beyond. Yep. Podcast Beyond. Yeah. You already know what it is. It's Podcast Beyond. Your number one PlayStation podcast. Beyond. Game over, Greggy, and no taxation. Number one podcast for the PlayStation. Racing to the top, but it ain't my nation. Listen every week. To the conversation. Game over, Greggy, and no taxation. Number one podcast for the PlayStation. Racing to the top, but it ain't my nation. Listen every week to the conversation. You got Greg Miller, the number one killer. He's staring through your speakers like his name was Godzilla. And Colin Moriarty, the one man army. Unapologetic, no filter, not sorry. And then comes the ever rotating third chair. A new guest every week to join the pair. This combination makes podcasts beyond. Shaking, not stirred, quote the great James Bond. They talk PlayStation and they discuss first party games like The Last of Us. The Roper Report keeps you in the know with PlayStation news straight from a pro. The Andrew Goldfarb Memorialist informs you of games that exist. PlayStation fanboys across the land listen to Beyond for the upper hand. Game over, Greggy, and no taxation. Number one podcast for the PlayStation. Racing to the top, but it ain't my nation. Listen every week to the conversation. Game over, Greggy, and no taxation. Number one podcast for the PlayStation. Racing to the top, but it ain't my nation. Listen every week to the conversation. Podcast Beyond!